go talk to Chris Palace, catch up with him. Everything University of Michigan Athletics. He is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? Hey, Bill. Doing great. Uh, what's the latest on Juwan Howard? I know there's a lot of back and forth on you know the portal transfers coming in, leaving. Uh, what's the up-to-date roster info? Yeah, uh, Olivier Kamwa is in the fold. Uh, here's a kid that has gone back and forth. We expected him to be in the class as of a couple months ago, and then he kind of wavered and looked like he was looking for a bigger NIL deal, or at least some people in his camp were. But uh, he's in the fold. He's already signed, and that's huge. He's going to fill a void at the four there, along with Trey Jackson out of Seton Hall. Now, they haven't announced him yet or Namari Burnett, who's out of Alabama, but we fully expect those two to be there. Uh, unlike Caleb Love, who is obviously going to Arizona now, so we did not expect him to be in the class, but they're not done looking yet. They're looking at Kentucky's Antonio Reeves, who played a big role for uh, Kentucky last year and looking more and more like he's going to enter the portal and that Michigan might be a factor there. There are some saying, well, this is going to be – Michigan's really made a move there. I think that's jumping the gun. But I do think Michigan's involved, and I don't know that NIL is going to be the driving factor here. I think playing time is, and that would give him an opportunity at Michigan right away. So there's still a chance for this roster, and those guys have been putting in the work, and, and they deserve it. You know, they've kind of had one hand behind tied behind their backs with this NIL stuff, and uh, if they can get a couple of these guys, though, to go with Doug McDaniel, Terrace Reed, then this could be a, a decent team or a pretty good team next year. I think I'm not going to use desperate, but there there's a, a alarm being pushed that Michigan's got to put together a solid roster. This is a big season for Juwan Howard in Michigan basketball, the one coming up. Yeah, there's no question about it. And uh, when you underachieve like they did last year when you had the coach's son, and that just did not work. Uh, they just did not mesh well with Chad Howard there. And, then, uh, and you know what? Probably we're really close to missing the tournament the year before and kind of salvaged the season with that nice run to the Sweet 16, beating Tennessee. So, But you can't have three completely mediocre Big Ten seasons in a row, and that would actually be four years if you count the first year as well when they went 10-10 and in the Big Ten. A lot of people forget about that. So um, it is a big year for Jawan Howard. But, you know, and then you've got uh, the schedule is going to get tougher and tougher. You look at football today, what was just announced, Michigan's going to be playing USC and UCLA next year in football. It's been announced, and we're waiting for the uh, the full the full uh, schedule to be released, Bill. But but um, it's not going to get any easier. So it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. But you got to have bodies. So unfortunately, if you get these guys, their stop gaps, Bill, and you're going to be hitting the portal again all over again next year because you still have those same voids. So kind of a, uh, a vicious cycle they've gotten themselves into here. You know, I did retweet the story from the Wolverines.com that Michigan, in the first year with UCLA and USC in the conference, you know uh, the TV partners want to take advantage of that. And there's UCLA and USC uh, in the same year. Plus, more than likely, uh, I think there won't be divisions by them, but you're going to get Ohio State and probably Michigan State. But you start to do that math on a balanced weighted schedule and what will be protected games because I know here in the state we all see Michigan, Michigan State, it's the rivalry game, everybody green and white maize and blue but I don't know if the TV networks are looking at it the same way when you now have the number two TV market in LA and two teams in the Big Ten and USC and UCLA and I don't think it's any coincidence in that story you shared from Brett McMurphy 
that the TV networks want Michigan playing both UCLA and USC because I would think if they're playing both, you know, USC there, UCLA at home, the next year it's going to be flipped. Yeah, it could be, and then they probably won't play them again the next couple of years. It's going to be a flex thing, and it will be interested to see what the protected games are. We did a poll at thewolverine.com, and two-thirds of our subscribers thought it was time for a hiatus from the Michigan State Series anyway. Given wow. The, uh, what was that? Hold on. Hold, yeah. hold on. So you did a poll at thewolverine.com, and two-thirds yeah. of – it's Michigan fans at thewolverine.com, obviously yeah. – Two-thirds said, uh, let's give a hiatus to Michigan State, and they would rather play UCLA and USC? Yeah, Ohio State, they want protected. And if there's a second protected game, you know, maybe somebody like uh, Penn State or maybe Minnesota in the little brown jug. But, you know, it's gotten to such a such a nasty level, and we wrote that. And the hatred we got just by writing that uh, was unbelievable, Bill. Uh, so I think it's time for a cooling-off period there. And be interesting to see if Michigan agrees uh, or if the networks agree, because there are certainly more games you know, the way that Michigan State's trending compared to Michigan at this point, um, you know what, there are certainly more games, I think, nationally, and I don't think anybody would argue, that are more appealing to a national audience. So they got Texas next year, too. Uh, mm. What a crazy schedule that's going to be. So wow. you're talking about, you know, everybody complaining about the uh, the non-conference the last two years. Now you look at the schedule coming up, and it's a good thing, in my opinion, that that playoffs expanded because it's going to get tougher and tougher for these Big Ten teams. And you and I would agree that there aren't going to be divisions. I think that's going to be the big announcement coming up, that this will be the last year of divisions yep. for the Big Ten championship. So if you are Michigan, there there is a double-edged sword here that if you're going to protect, let's say it's Penn State and Ohio State, and you're going to play USC and UCLA, let's say it's the first two years and then two years off, I mean, that's a salty schedule. You you may be inclined, if you're Michigan, to say you, uh, based on where Michigan State football is at right now, compared to Penn State or even UCLA or USC, that you would rather protect Michigan State, Ohio State, rather than line up Penn State and Ohio State, protect them, and then in that first year of the new expanded Big Ten going West Coast, you would have Texas UCLA, USC, and if you protected Ohio State and Penn State, are you kidding me? Yeah, I guarantee you Ohio State will be one of those protected. Well, I I agree with that. I'm not saying that, but I I almost lean more towards protected Michigan State if I'm Michigan as a better move than trying to protect Penn State. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, uh, you know, the the portal can change things quickly. You know, you look at a, a program... Uh, for example, you look at Michigan football, and uh, and they've used the portal to their advantage. But uh, you look at Kansas State basketball last year. You look at some of these teams that everybody thought was going to be terrible, and uh, you know it can flip around. So you never know. On paper, yeah, it looks like, uh, of course, Ohio State's going to be there every year, and they're going to be good. We can sit there and say, well, it looks like Michigan State's trending down, but all it takes is one good recruiting class or one good portal class, and uh, and they can be right back up there. So it's not like it used to be, where it's like, okay, we know. You know they're going to be bad for a long time, or they're trending down, and they're not going to be you know a factor. So uh, that's something to consider. But uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch. It is going to be a flex thing. It's not going to be a division thing. So, um, uh, it, but there are not going to be a whole lot of years, Bill, when that schedule is not going to be tough. And that's why I was all for expanding the uh, the playoff to twelve teams. And of course, that's where we're headed. 
And which will be good by playing a tougher schedule. You're going to be able to go uh, nine and three and still make uh, the 12 team yep. playoff because you played Texas, UCLA, USC. Let's say they protect Penn State and Ohio State. I'm not saying they're going to lose three games. It's all hypothetical. I would think that the Big Ten knows they want to take advantage of even putting those tickets on sale and uh, setting up game times and everything. My guess is right before the Big Ten meetings are here within the next couple, three weeks, you're going to get that full release for 2024 for Big Ten football? Yeah, it's coming, and um, so it's, there's going to be an announcement today, as a matter of fact, at 4.30, and I'm not sure if that's exactly what the schedules are going to be or what, but I know that they're doing something on uh, the Big Ten Network, and uh, and we'll be uh, we'll be writing that up as well. But uh, we'll find out who the protected games are and uh, going forward, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if they have a, a, the same amount of protected games for each program. There, been, there had been talk about you know some wanting three, some wanting one, some wanting two. I think Michigan State will probably have Penn State as a protected game. So, um, but it just got a lot more interesting. Let's put it that way. And uh, you're right. That's and that's why you know if you're going to play a tough schedule, then you need to be rewarded. It wouldn't surprise me even if they expanded the schedule to 16 teams, uh, the, the playoff to 16 teams at some point either, so that you because you're going to have a lot of good teams in there that are, that get left out even even at 12 if you're playing these tough schedules. I'm trying to think, if you're Michigan State and Michigan doesn't want to protect the rivalry game, who, who I know they try and build this Penn State-Michigan State rivalry, but there's nothing there. Who Who's their rival in the Big Ten? That, that's kind of shocking to step back and think if Michigan chooses not to protect Michigan State and they become a home-and-home home two years on, two years off, Michigan State's rival game for their fans would be what without Michigan there? Maybe Ohio State? Penn State. Maybe Penn State. I think it would be Penn State. Yeah, probably Penn State, yeah. Ohio State, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I will say I, I, I expect Michigan to protect the rivalry just because a lot of people don't want it. You know, it doesn't mean that the administration is going to say, well, you know what, we think it's a good time to, to cut it out too. It would be interesting to hear Jim Harbaugh's input on that, you know, given what happened last year and what's happened in, in you know, several of the last years here in terms of, you know, the temperature of that rivalry. But um, I'm guessing that that will be protected. It'll probably be one of the two. Michigan, uh, Ohio State, and uh, and Michigan State. So, but you don't know. Uh, we'll find out. We do know that Ohio State will definitely be one of them from the people that we've spoken with. So, uh, that's not going anywhere, and, and nor should it. You know, it's going to make for unbalanced schedules. Uh, you know, but it's been that way forever, right? Uh, Michigan's played Ohio State every year, and uh, by the way, Wisconsin's coming to Michigan next year as well. <laughs> so, you want to talk about a gauntlet? Uh, you're talking about six games right off the bat there that you're looking at, like, wow, those, these could go either way, and uh, uh, it should be pretty fascinating. And we'll see. You know what? They're going to have some talent coming back, but they're going to be losing a lot of talent too. So, going to be an interesting turnover year for Michigan. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com joining us. They just shared the story that. And the first year of USC and UCLA in the Big Ten, Michigan will play at USC at the Coliseum and play UCLA at home. We don't know the rest of the schedule. Like we were just talking about, maybe the Big Ten. I would think on the sneak release of that, you're right, here within uh, the next hour, we might get all of the matchups. And are they going to flat out announce a flex that the divisions are gone? Has there been any official word on that? Yes, we think that's definitely coming. And um, uh, and again, some of the other ones released. So we know five games for sure. We know Texas, Wisconsin, uh, 
USC, UCLA, and Ohio State right off the bat, Bill. So mm. uh, that's, that's five of your 12 games right there, and it's a gauntlet. So um, we'll see what else is out there. You know, maybe it's Minnesota, maybe it's Michigan State, but uh, it's going to be crazy. But we, we should get more details here shortly. Uh, and uh, we'll certainly have a report on it on, uh, at the Wolverine.com. Yeah, we'll keep everybody up to date, and we'll monitor the Big Ten Network here inside the huge show. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Chris, appreciate the update. You bet. Love you, brother. Thanks. Yeah, back at you, man.